last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Popheads and welcome to issue 26 of 3BZ Presents Popcast, aka the Tomcast Popcast. I am Tom, and back with me once again, the indomitable Roger Smith. I am here. Exo Mega Gold on Twitter and Instagram, that's Roger. And if you'd like to follow this fine podcast, you can do so at the Tomcast underscore podcast on Instagram and at Tomcast underscore podcast on Twitter. This is the pop culture podcast that knows no matter what, Batman isn't gonna sparkle. <laughs> Roger, what the hell's going on, buddy? Not much. Uh, just another day, another podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. Well, you were just telling me, but uh, in case any 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 good listeners aren't aware yet, uh, we we dropped the Game of Thrones finale wrap up episode this morning. It was a solo show, which was yeah. weird because I haven't done one of those in quite some time. Uh, but it gave me a chance to kind of ramble. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was somewhat coherent rambling. Yeah, it made sense. Even as a person who doesn't watch the show, I still listened to it and it was enjoyable. So no hot takes from you on the, on the Game of Thrones finale? I have no idea. No, all right, all right. So that means Roger's a fan and you should watch it and listen to the podcast about it. That's obviously what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, on you know, the world of pop culture never sleeps. This is true. But unfortunately, I do. So we got to get caught up on a few things. Yep. A ton of things are going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of big news day. I mean, you know, other than the meltdown on the internet about Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. A few <laughs> things have popped up. And uh, we're here to talk about them. And I think today we'll lead off. Actually, we, we should tell, tell the good folks what we're drinking today. What do we, what do we got, Mr. Roger? Yeah, so tonight we're starting off with uh, one of my favorites, a classic here. Ooh la la. From Coronado Brewing Co., the Mermaid's Red, a hoppy red ale. This is uh, definitely one that's been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, 5.7%. It's uh, malty, piney, and citrusy, as they say themselves, so... It's, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you've had a beer, you've probably had Mermaid's Red. <laughs> <laughs> or something in the same vein, at the very least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was a beer that we featured recently on, on Beer Night in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned on that show how um, I've, I kind of have fallen back in love with this beer again. Yeah. It had been a little while. I'd gotten... I got. I had kind of gotten away from it, mm-hmm. um, and then recently I was like, you know what? That's a goddamn good beer. I should start drinking it again. It really is. Yeah, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite beers, uh, one of my favorite reds for San Diego. Um, I feel like it's definitely an underappreciated style that I would love to see a lot more, but they just don't sell as well as a hazy IPA. <laughs> they they sure don't. But it, this beer and this style, I mean, readily available. You can mm-hmm. find this all over San Diego, all over yep. the West Coast. Um, I don't think my friends on the East Coast will find it. But if you do, <laughs> pick it up. Yeah. It's good stuff. For All sure. Right. Uh, let's get started because uh, today, today being Wednesday, yes. I got home. We I had one set of things kind of lined up for the show. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went on the internet to see what was happening in the, in the world. And I found things were happening in the world. Who knew? Uh, today, the um, Vanity Fair, the magazine, mm. uh, released their giant Rise of Skywalker uh photo behind the scenes piece. Yeah. And so a ton of new images from the film uh, have been have been released and are now surfacing on the internet, circulating on the internet, I should say. Cool. 
Um, a lot of it's like kind of like production stuff behind the scenes, you yeah. know, seeing how they're, they're they're getting the characters kind of in their costumes or in their makeup. But interspersed amongst those shots are some really really rad ones. Yeah, I'm seeing those. Yeah, you you got to check them out a little bit. Uh, inner inner in in that mix, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, you get a very couple very cool images, including uh, you get to see for the first time Carrie Russell's masked scoundrel character named Zori Bliss. So she kind of had, you know, Roger kind of commented, she kind of has a little bit of a Boba Fett vibe a little bit in the, in the helmet, the visor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. This is, she's got like the full headpiece on. Like you definitely don't know this is Carrie Russell in that costume. <laughs> yeah, definitely pretty crazy helmet. Yeah, pretty crazy. And it, it's funny too, I didn't, it, maybe I'm just a little dense sometimes, <laughs> but I didn't even connect the fact that Carrie Russell's in this movie to the fact that J.J. Abrams is directing it. And J.J. J. J. Abrams created Felicity, which huh. kind of like, they got Carrie Russell on the map, right? Yeah, so it's come full circle. It's come full circle. <laughs> She's paying. It's time to pay the bill, and uh, so Carrie Russell had to go be in a Star Wars movie. That sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, also, uh, in the very cool photos is uh, you see Kylo and Rey having a pretty rad looking lightsaber duel in a rainstorm. Yes. And then, most interestingly of all, is a photo confirming the appearance of the Knights of Ren. Awesome. How about that? <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it looked great. It was one of the elements, I, th- I think a lot of people, you know, obviously, The Last Jedi was a very divisive Star Wars film, just mm-hmm. like a lot of things in, in life are right now. <laughs> yeah. It seems like divisive uh, is the way to go. Apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> um, and, and I think one of the things people were upset about, they didn't really follow up on the Knights of Ren. They just yeah. kind of like ignored all that and we got those red centurion guys and I think people were kind of hoping, like, why don't we get the Knights of Ren? They look pretty badass. Uh, that would have made sense, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, but we're going to get them in this one and yeah. uh, uh, hopefully it's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they look pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully it'll explain, you know, where they were in the last movie or what they've been doing this whole time. Uh, I feel like they're kind of like Kylo's secret task force or something. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably off doing crazy missions and now that everything has happened, they'll probably like all come back to him is what I'm guessing. So Yeah, I, I think if there's one thing to take away from the pictures that were, were released today on the internet is uh, there, there's going to be a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, for sure. You know, there there's, I mean, even even the trailer that, that was, was just like snippets and, mm-hmm. and highlights of things. There's going to, this is going to be a pretty densely packed movie, I think. Yeah. You know, probably, probably definitely two hours, maybe two and a half. I would yeah. be surprised if it was much beyond that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Star Wars has never been one for super long movies, but mm-hmm. they've definitely hit the two-hour mark and beyond. So Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, might mm-hmm. be the longest-running yeah. picture. And that, like I said, that was maybe just shy of two and a half hours. I think so, yeah. So, not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, Marvel did just release a three-hour Avengers <laughs> film. So. Yeah, I was thinking of that. So. so, you know, Disney not shy about that if it works for the story, I suppose. Yeah, so we'll see how much they can they can fit within that amount of time because mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be all over the place, but in the best possible way. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that, but uh, Roger and I will not be getting early screeners of that film, so we'll be <laughs> buying tickets with everybody else, and we can all talk about it together. Yeah, that's the most fun way to do it, In right? December. <laughs> oh, can't get here soon enough. Right. You know, it, it, we're so greedy. We just got an amazing <laughs> Avengers movie, and now I'm like, give me Star Wars, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like, just just breathe on this one for a bit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I got Spider-Man in a few weeks. It's not too long before oh, Spider-Man's yeah. out. Yeah, we are spoiled. We are definitely spoiled. <laughs> These are first world problems for sure. Yep. Uh, while we are talking about Star Wars, we should definitely mention the fact that over the weekend, uh, it was the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, which... <laughs> That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> I remember just like 
wanting that movie to come out as a kid and you're just like wow like another star wars movie there hasn't been one of these in forever yeah it, i mean you were you were much younger than i when that when yeah. that came out i was i guess i think it was just prior to my 20th birthday so i was like 19 or whatever yeah um and yeah the, like, this is this is uh this was a big huge hype movie everyone was yeah. was going bananas for this one mm-hmm. and i think one of the things i remember most about this movie not just the fact that I, you know, me and my friends, we did the whole stand in line all day thing so we could get like the best seats in the house yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but this movie had so much anticipation and my friends and I were such big Star Wars nerds yeah. that we actually went to a movie in November so that we could see the trailer <laughs> for this movie. Yeah. Like the word got out on the, on the, you know, gather around the podcast, folks. <laughs> Grandpa Tom's going to tell you a story of yesterday <laughs> before movie trailers populated the internet you know this it, it, the word had gotten around that hey if you go see Enemy of the State you're gonna get the trailer wow. for episode one nice and we're all like well fuck Enemy of the State but let's go see the Star Wars trailer <laughs> I will pay what was it back then like five bucks to go see this movie <laughs> uh, I still think I was playing closer to ten but yeah something like that <laughs> Uh, so a bunch of my friends and I, we, we, we gathered uh, the troops and we went to go see Enemy of the State. Wow. And I'm still convinced that movie opened at number one uh, because all the Star Wars nerds trailer? went to the theater to watch the trailer and th- we just kind of stayed yeah. for the movie. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we'll stay. And I was like, oh, I still got this bucket of popcorn. I might as well just eat it while I'm here. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and I think that's probably like one of the last times <laughs> anything like that's ever happened. Because yeah. it, it was... It was a, a year or two later when, when trailers were more readily available, more, more easy to find on the internet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was like, you know, before YouTube, before, you know, internet was readily available for everyone. I don't I don't know that I even had the internet, you know, at that point, you know, it was no, so I was, long ago. I was thinking about it, and in 1999, I'm pretty sure the majority of Americans were still using, you know, like America Online or mm-hmm. CompuServe, Earthlink, some, some kind of dial-up system. yeah. You know, I think a lot of us were still on dial-up modems, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kids, if there's any kids out there younger than Roger, ask your parents about that. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was a crazy time. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a trip to think about how much has happened in the 20 years. Yeah, it's insane. And, uh, and to be fair, Phantom Menace is a movie that kind of gets shit on. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, oh boy, it's, it's. <laughs> How do I phrase this? I don't even know. It's not necessarily unfairly shit on, mm-hmm. but it's. A, I think it's a better movie than people are willing to give it credit for sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, I actually saw the movie a couple months back. I want to say two to three months ago, just kind of on a whim, wanting to show the little guy at home. It's like, oh, you've never seen episode one. You know, like I've taken him to see all the Star Wars movies since then, but he hadn't seen that one. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I love this one as a kid. And, you know, my girlfriend was there with me, and we were just kind of sitting there watching it, and we couldn't figure out what else to watch, so we're like, yeah, we'll watch Star Wars, whatever. We'll start you from the first chronologically. So we're sitting there watching it, and I'm just, like, getting halfway through the movie. I'm like, oh, this this isn't as fun as I remember it being. <laughs> like, I just remember it being, like, the coolest thing as a kid, and now it's, like, literally, like, the pod racing scene and the lightsaber duels are, mm-hmm. like, the best parts of that movie and everything else was just like, 
a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, There's especially a for of, a like, for a targeted kids movie, you know, yeah. with characters like Jar Jar and stuff like that. You know, they were trying to get more for kids. Are you saying that children do not enjoy the discussion about taxation of trade rights? <laughs> they might not enjoy uh, discussions about blockades and uh, you know. Well, the, that, the these like. kids these days, I you know, <laughs> what are they? They're they're missing out. They should be watching more C-SPAN. They just can't appreciate debates in Coruscant. You know, <laughs> what are they doing? You know, again, like we said, it's it's kind of a movie that's shit on. But a lot of cool things came out of this film. Yeah. You know, the, the the prequel trilogy, you know, I'm not I can't be the staunch defender of it that it used to be. It's it's definitely a yeah. flawed series of films. But you get a lot of cool stuff in this in the prequels. Mm-hmm. You know, you get uh you get not midi chlorians, that's not a cool thing. Don't <laughs> no. think I'm going there because I'm not. <laughs> Hate midi chlorians. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> But uh, you get double sided lightsabers. You mm-hmm. get you know you actually get Jedi versus Sith. You got yeah. you get uh, young Obi Wan Kenobi. You get Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, yeah. You get to see more R two D two C three PO. You get you get a lot of your favorite characters in in, mm-hmm. in, in, in nice doses. Yeah. And I love you, McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. I think he was uh, fantastic. Yeah. And one of the best great. parts of watching that prequel series is watching him do this kind of rad impression of Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I I watch the movies just for that mostly, mm-hmm. but the lightsaber fighting in these films, in the in the prequels, and in this this film, film in particular, mm-hmm. are, I mean, these redefine what we thought lightsaber fights were. Yeah, definitely, because everything we'd seen up to that point had been relatively slow. You mm-hmm. know, there there wasn't too much, too many acrobatics. You know, I think the the craziest thing we saw was Luke flipping off a balcony yeah. in Return of the Jedi. But you know, prior to that, it was just a bunch of like slow old men fighting. It, 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 it was so such a wild departure to see lightsaber fighting um, with that speed and that ferocity mm-hmm. um, that that Star Wars ended up making up a whole lightsaber fighting system. Yeah. You know, like, uh, lightsaber technique one is this. And yeah. So you're like, oh, that's what Vader and Obi-Wan do because that's mm-hmm. what old men do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and then there's like a style for what Yoda does in, in Attack mm-hmm. of the Clone. I mean, they, they made a whole thing about yeah. this is what was going on in this and this is why this is this. There's like, well, like seven styles or something and they, they just like really nail like, okay, this one focuses more on acrobatics, this one's speed, this one's strength and you're just like, wow, okay, they just really have a whole thing set up. Yeah, and it was like, you know, phase five is the is the, is the the lightsaber method preferred by uh, by Mace Windu. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And I was like, so. he probably should have tried phase six and maybe he's still be alive. I don't know. Um, anyway, that's in the that's in the third one. We don't even want to go there yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I said, you can argue about about uh, the, the quality of the films, but, uh, you know, it's still a Star Wars story. Yeah. It's it's an important part of the of the of the story. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're clunky. Yes, the dialogue's stilted. <laughs> Some of the acting's not great. I'm looking at you, Hayden Christensen. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, but again, it was it was 1999, and we hadn't had a new Star Wars movie in a very very long time. Yeah. So this was kind of like this was getting the ball rolling. Yeah. So that's something we can be thankful for. I mean. That was kind of like the dawn of a new era right there. That was kind of the resurgence of Star Wars, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. It was because prior to that, we were literally just living off nostalgia from, you know, the original trilogy. I, I can't even think of many. I mean, there was a few, you know, back then when we read books and stuff. <laughs> we, uh, you know, they had all the extended universe stuff and we were kind of going off that. And 
there was kind of a, an influx of video games, like mm-hmm. the Shadows of the Empire stuff. and uh, I love the flight simulator stuff on the computer. The X-Wing and the TIE Fighter games oh, yeah, were yeah. incredible. Like, and then uh, you Rebel got the, Alliance, uh, uh, the Dark Forces game, where you're like, like the, you know, the yeah. third-person shooter. Katarn, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was one of my favorites. And those were like kind of pushing it in that direction. I feel like they were almost gauging the interest, you know, seeing how people were still so into Star Wars. Well, you know, before this movie came out, I mean, Star Wars was, I don't want to say treading water, but mm-hmm. because there was a, a fan demand that had built up yeah. in, in the time since Return of the Jedi had come out. Yeah. But after Jedi and basically through the eight, through the rest of the 80s and into the early 90s, yeah. like Star Wars didn't have... You know, it was just the fans that were keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. have much going on. And like you said, those expanded universe novels, when they when they first announced uh, the new novelization series that was kicked mm-hmm. off by Timothy Zahn, yeah. that got the that that really got the fan base excited again. I mean, those yeah. books were were New York Times bestsellers. Mm-hmm. And actually, all the, that that Timothy Zahn trilogy is That's actually strong. quite good yeah. and holds up very very well. Mm despite the fact that it's been sort of wiped out of continuity, but whatever. <laughs> still worth a read, though. Still worth a read. And it's still kind of sort of in play in continuity. They've been doing some tweaking to the timeline. Yeah, I mean, Thrawn's still in there, so there's that. Yeah. And in case we didn't mention it, we also, from this, in this film, get Darth Maul, mm-hmm. who's got to be one of the most impactful, striking-looking villains in the, in the entire Star Wars universe. Yeah, I agree. Now, granted, for a long time, we thought he was kind of a disposable character because he gets mm-hmm. dispatched by the end of this film. Yeah. Um, but to the credit of, of the people at Lucasfilm and Star Wars, Dave, uh, Dave Fiolini especially, mm-hmm. uh, they bring him back. Yeah. They, they had stories to tell with Darth Maul, and, and he had something to do after after episode one was finished. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you, if you haven't watched the Clone Wars series, if you haven't watched uh, the Rebels series, yeah. th- they do a great job of, of taking Maul and, and, and turning him into, into a, a formidable threat to the Jedi in a way that's different than his role in this film. Yeah. And again, you know, yes, that does require you to go and do some extra extra legwork, but it's Star Wars. It's all fun. Yeah, and I mean, he shows up again in Solo. He's got that small cameo, too. Exactly. So, I mean, there's, maybe there are plans for, for him down the road, which is interesting. I don't know. We haven't heard much about if there's going to be much more uh, Solo action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I, you know, I definitely did, didn't dislike the movie. I thought it was fine, you mm-hmm. know. Um, if there was more, I'd watch more, but you know, I don't, I don't know that it caught on as well as they wanted it to. And it was kind of, I feel like it was just suffering of the, uh, like we were talking about before the fatigue of just being like the fourth yearly release in that kind of pattern that wasn't really tied back to the main story, you know? So it was unnecessary, I guess, but <laughs> back to the Phantom Menace too. I, I, I do want to include how big of a dork I, I was and still am at the time. <laughs> Because uh, my friends and I, we went to the first show. I think I think it was like a like a midnight show. Yeah. This is like what you had to do back in the, back in the day. You had to go to the movie theater at fucking midnight yep. to watch a show that was going to start on a Friday or whatever. So we went and saw Star Wars at the you know that midnight showing. Yeah. And then I went back at like ten in the morning to watch it again. <laughs> nice. That's how big of a dork and how obsessed I was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it lost its luster with multiple screenings. Yeah. But I, you know, looking back now, I can I can appreciate Star Wars for I can appreciate the Phantom Menace for what it, what it did for Star Wars in the long run. So yeah, happy anniversary to that film! Yeah, and notice we carefully avoided all Jar Jar Binks conversation. <laughs> yeah, he was referenced only once in passing. <laughs> in passing. All right, this weekend is the release of the movie Brightburn. Mm. 
Are you? Have you seen this trailer? I've seen the trailer, and it's super interesting. Yeah, this is like if you haven't seen this trailer, I definitely recommend checking it out. This is a. Uh, it is basically the, the, the Superman origin, mm-hmm. but dark and twisted and fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what if um, you know Clark Kent as a boy decides he's gonna go fucking evil. Yeah, <laughs> and like. Full evil. Yeah, it's a creepy premise. Yeah, the movie looks really creepy, really scary. Yeah. So James Gunn directing, right? James Gunn produced. Produced. He okay. produced this. He, um, I forget the name of the director, but uh, mm. it's it's James 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 Gunn's name is obviously the big yeah. one to get everyone kind of hey come and check out Brightburn. James yeah. Gunn's a nerd. He knows comic books. <laughs> he likes superheroes. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So yeah, uh, Brightburn's coming out this weekend. I. I'm definitely curious to see it. I don't know if I'll make yeah. it out this weekend, though. Yeah, I might not watch it first weekend, but definitely something that I do want to pick up eventually. Uh, I'll kind of wait and see how the reviews come in, see if people are liking it. But. You know what was interesting from from the trailers? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the movie has a, a bit more of a, a suspense and, and, and kind of terrifying tone to it. Mm-hmm. But in this trailer, I swear to God, they use... They use Superman's powers better in this movie than Superman uses them oh in his God. own movies. Yeah, I was like, just in that trailer alone, there were so many like cool moments where like he's blasting through doors with his laser vision, yeah. or, or like you just see how fast he is, and they play in a in a horror you know jump scare kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that would definitely be your reaction if you're going up against Superman, you know? Yeah. So that's that's interesting to see. I'm definitely curious how that movie, uh, how that plays. Yeah. We get a chance to check it out. Yeah. Sounds good. Roger, it just started dumping rain. Yeah, that's uh, something we don't see very much down here. Is the roof on your convertible up? Uh, I think we're okay. The Batmobile <laughs> is well covered. Ah, oh, perfect. It's in, the, it's in the, the armadillo mode, right? Yeah, super armored mode. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. All right, next up, a little bit of news from, from, uh, from, from the Lord of the Rings series that's coming to Amazon. Oh. They just hired Brian Cogman to join their staff. Uh, he is from Game of Thrones and has written several of the better episodes of Game of Thrones. Very nice. Including possibly the best episode from the season, the final season. Mm-hmm. So that show seems to be uh, getting on track. More Lord of the Rings stuff. No, you're a big Lord of the Rings guy? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, uh, you know, I bought my girlfriend the Blu-ray extended trilogy as a, as a gift so that way we could, you know, kind of both enjoy it. One of those gifts that's really a, more of a gift for both of you. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're huge fans of that and uh, we we were trying to do like a watch party of it and, you know, try to invite some friends over. I think we only got midway through two towers before things kind of got unhinged and alcohol <laughs> was involved. So, you know, of course, that, that makes sense. But uh, but yeah, no, definitely one of my favorite one of my favorite series of all times. I think I put all fantasy movies or shows up to that bar, you know. So that's definitely quoted on the daily for me. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I've you know it's funny though as much as I, lo- I do love the films, I've uh-huh. not had a chance to really other than when initially released. I've yeah. I've only watched the expanded editions once. Really, because it's. They're long. It's oh, really yeah. long. You have to commit. <laughs> <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're easily like three and a half ish hours. I think. Yeah, yeah. All of all three of them are about that long. So you're Man. you're committing an entire day, and that's like an extended day. Yeah, and the 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 sad statement about that in regards to my life is when I was a teenager and younger, that yeah. was no problem. I would have done oh, yeah. that easily all yeah. day, every day during summer vacation. I would not have cared. Yep. Easy mode. <laughs> but now I'm just like, I got things to do. I have to be responsible. Yeah. yeah it's just not the same. Boo. <laughs> Boo to adulthood. Yeah. Don't, don't do it kids. Just turn back now. Yeah. Stay away. It's <laughs> stupid and lame. 
All right, uh, let's talk about what Netflix is doing. I got, I got, I got the. Well, I didn't get the scoop necessarily. The internet had the <laughs> scoop, but I wanted to share this one because I thought it was interesting. You know, Netflix known for creating just tons and tons of content. Yeah, they're just whipping it all out there for everybody to see and enjoy. There you go. At a low, low price. Yeah, well, that's arguable. <laughs> well, <these days>. it's <laughs> arguable. But lower them, still lower than my cable bill. Hey, very true. They're developing a superhero rom com movie titled Omega Girl Falls in Love. <laughs> okay. Any interest in a superhero rom com? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to knock it till I try it, but I, it's not something I'd ever, you know, asked for in the past. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't want to knock it necessarily, but I do remember there was an Uma Thurman movie a few years back where she was. It's like my ex girlfriend's a superhero or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, like, you know, I never, I never saw that. one. I never saw it either, but it's it. it it looked to me like they were too busy making fun of the genre mm-hmm. to for me to take it to. Well, like, I was gonna say for me to take it seriously, but, but yeah. that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're doing something like that, it's got to be something that's like entertaining enough as a superhero movie, but also the humor's got to come from just being self-aware of itself. You know, kind of, you know, not over the top because then that just gets tired. You know, yeah. just. It's got to be done very well. Yeah, and I, I like like just like yourself, I I have not seen that Uma Thurman movie, so I, I couldn't yeah. swear to it. But it did look like they were making fun of comic book characters a bit. So I yeah, like, probably. I'm not gonna go near that one. <laughs> Skip it. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep our eye out for uh, Omega Girl. I mean, she's got a good name, I guess. Yeah, and uh, actually, <laughs> the 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 writer of the screenplay for this has, has got a pretty decent track record, actually. So there, there could be some good stuff here. He, he did that... Um, okay, so it's, it's written by a, a guy named Tim Dowling. Okay. Uh, Dowling is the writer behind... Okay, now, okay. Two Adam Sandler movies, Pixels and Just <laughs> Go With It, as well as the, uh, the Paul Rudd, Sean William Scott comedy role models. Okay. And he also received a story credit on Office Christmas Party. Uh, he also wrote the Tom Cruise Cameron Diaz movie Night and Day. Mm-hmm. And this means war, which starred Tom Hardy, Chris Pine, and Reese Witherspoon. And most of these movies actually did very well at the box office. So he seems to have a bit of a track record behind him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only one I've seen of that is probably Pixels, and that wasn't great. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I think of those the ones I haven't, the one I haven't seen is Pixels. I've yeah. seen, <laughs> I've seen Just Go with It. I've seen, I've seen Role Models multiple times. Mm-hmm. Office Christmas Party gets played at this house quite a bit during the holidays now. All right, all right. And uh, I wasn't, while I wasn't crazy about Night and Day, it's not terrible. Okay. Uh, and this mean war is, is, it's always fun to watch Tom Hardy try to be like a, not scary person. <laughs> Just unassuming. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting role for him. Yeah, so that sounds like something that we should keep our eyes out for. I mean, like I said, Netflix is is just flooding the market with with content, and I'm sure yeah. it'll, it'll be released, and I will have have no idea until it you know until it shows up in my feed, and it's like I'll look at the date, like released seven weeks ago. I'm like, oh, all oh, right, okay, I guess so. Because that's how it goes with Netflix. I turn it on, and yeah. then I see a bunch of things. I was like, wait, that wasn't here. Like, <laughs> what? What's this going is on? New. So they they just announced it hasn't released a trailer or anything yet. No, there's no filming yet with it okay. yet. I think they just sold the script. Sold the script. They got a producer on there, so it looks like it's moving ahead. It's in development. Got it. Okay. We'll see what happens. Sounds good. So, sometimes with these development things, though, um, if something goes awry, we don't necessarily hear about that either. So if this you never hear true. about this from us again, <laughs> you know why it went into production hell. <laughs> uh, Marvel. Speaking of streaming services, yes. uh, Marvel has hired uh, Kari Skogland to direct the six-episode Falcon and Winter Soldier series for Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay, so that was going to be a series. I, I saw the logo for that. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a movie or what. 
Yeah, I'm curious. On um, there's not a lot. Obviously, there's not a lot of details yet about the show. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. This is a, like the timeline that they're yeah. going to do. Are they doing something before you know before Endgame, before Infinity War, or is this after? Is this going to be Falcon like Cap Falcon? Yeah, yeah. No it's, spoilers. It's, <laughs> yeah, spoil a little bit of a spoiler there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's kind of hard to say because you know there's that there's the Black Widow series. I feel like there's the Loki series. Mm-hmm. We don't know when any of these take place, and that's kind of like the question right now. And I th- I'm hoping. Spider-Man is going to let us in on if there actually is a multiverse thing going to happen and if that's going to play into any of this. Because there's some things there where we're like, these characters uh, shouldn't have a show, we'll say, uh, to uh, avoid spoilers. I'm, I'm still convinced, and I, I could be very easily proven wrong very, very quickly. <laughs> I'm still convinced the Loki series will take place after... During the part in Endgame when he takes the, takes the Tesseract and disappears yeah. again, and we don't know where he went. I hope so. I think that's I think what that show cool. will be. Yeah. Because at some point, like, the timeline has to sync back up again at some point, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't they know. They made a mess of the timeline, let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Time travel rules, I'm not too sure. Well, yeah. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> uh, hey, guess what's coming out tomorrow? What's that? They're dropping the new Terminator trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, the one directed by Tim Miller, who did uh, the first Deadpool film. All right, all right. And this is the movie that is... Uh, <clears throat> Got James Cameron's, you okay. know, seal of approval all over it. <laughs> we get we get Arnold, we get Linda Hamilton back in the role. Yeah, um, she hasn't been in any of the other ones since T two, right? Or Terminator. yeah, T two, I think is the last yeah, one. Yeah, because she wasn't in three. No, I don't think so. They they moved on. Yeah. So yeah, they brought back uh, the original Staticana, and uh, you know Arnold's an old man in it. I don't know how they're going to do that. Old man robot Terminator, I guess. I mean, they do age, but uh, everything else you would think still works as normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do here. Tim Miller's been uh, pretty active on social media, kind of getting a little bit of hype for the movie going, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're gonna get a, we're gonna get, a, get our first look at it tomorrow. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how that goes. Um, I mean, we only saw that one image yeah. in the past, and that's all we had to go off of. So I'm curious. Yeah. It, um, there was a report, I forget what website it came across, but mm-hmm. someone, I guess, was at a trade show, and they were able to see the trailer ahead of time. And okay. uh, their comment was that if you are skeptical about this movie, the trailer will probably change your mind. Oh, okay. So well, that's interesting. But I've been fooled by Terminator trailers before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't trust trailers anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not quite sure... I'm, I'm not quite sure what the uh, release date on this movie is going to be, but like, I, I think we'll have to figure out how to do a Terminator retrospective before it comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll have to see when, when they announce that. Though it is funny, one. like once we get past T2, it'll be like, I don't know if I want to watch this one. You know, we can do kind of like we did for Predator. <laughs> we might have to split them up, though. Like, like you watch this one, I'll watch this one. <laughs> yeah, if we're, if we're going back through the whole thing, yeah, we're going to have to take turns on that. And then uh, we can just skip Genesis because Genesis, I think, is terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch it, so. That was... It was not a fan. We'll just we'll just say that not a fan. We'll just not. We'll just avoid that one. I, I feel like they, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's turn our attention to the superheroes of the CW for a moment. Yes. Batwoman trailer. Yeah, that just dropped a little while ago. Yeah, we got a, we got a hint of Batwoman in the the crossover Elseworlds series that they did this past season on the yeah. Flash, Green Arrow, and Supergirl. Still got to go back and watch that one. That's. I think of the series, that's one that I wanted to go back just to see how her character played out. Yeah, I liked it. I thought the Elseworlds series was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, the, the, the third act's a little rushed. Yeah. But the first two chapters, I think, are, are actually these two shows at their best, in particular. Okay. And, well, I shouldn't say shows, but the, that's these characters at their best when they're interacting with each other, and it's kind of a... You know, they're in an Elseworld scenario, so they keep waking yeah. up, and they're like, one time they're bad guys, and one time they're like each other, and it's, yeah. it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was a really fun crossover. Mm-hmm. And we get to go to Gotham, and we get to see a Gotham City that doesn't have a Batman. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Bruce Wayne is missing. Yeah. That's the premise. And uh, Kate Kane has stepped up. That's, uh, I think they're cousins. Yeah. Uh, Kate Kane is, I think, canonically Bruce Wayne's cousin. Yeah. So the connection to the family that way, and she's going to don the cape and cowl. Mm. And uh, if you have not read the character, I recommend The Elegy Story by Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams Mm -hmm. as a great introduction in the comic books. Yeah. But if you don't want to do comics, like I said, watch that Elseworlds. I I think she's in the second part. So I think that I think that was the episode that was on the Flash. Okay. If you go back through the digital library of the Flash, and you will yeah. find it. But what did you think of the trailer? Uh, you know, I thought it was all right. Um, it, it was uh, definitely one of those trailers that was divisive to a lot of people. I know even the trailer itself had a lot of like. I don't know if it was split or if it was more down votes than up votes. I liked the uh, how everything looked. Like, the Batcave looked cool. The city looked, you know, appropriately dark and gothic. <laughs> you know, it was... Everything uh, visually looked really good. Um, I think the theme of the show is definitely kind of going more towards... Not for me. Okay, <laughs> it's, okay. It's, uh, I, I think it's definitely going more towards, you know... I don't, I don't want to say guy-hating because that's so strong. But it's definitely more, like, over-the-top, like we don't need the guys. They kind of suck for some reason. (laughs) And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Like I, I can understand like the, the female empowerment. And I think that's important, but the way they play it, like just all the quips and everything in the trailer, it's like, they're kind of like really pushing down Batman to kind of sell this character, which is not something you like to see, you know? Yeah. The CW shows have been interesting over the years. Um, the Supergirl, the Supergirl series is, is definitely very, uh, you know, w- women empowered and it, mm-hmm. it's a very good show for that. The, the female characters are, uh, very enjoyable and, yeah. and interesting and, and fantastically developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I think it works well on that series. Mm-hmm. I hate that Martian Manhunter is so stupid though. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but other than that's, that. That's kind of the problem with it. You know, you have these good characters that should be better, but. For some reason, they kind of dumb. Well, I can I can make an argument that every superhero on CW Chasen is way too dumb. They're so dumb. Oh, this is this is very true, and that kind of calls back to it, I guess. I I I think I've gone on this this tirade more than once on the on the show where it's just like these CW superhero shows would be so much better if they would just cut the seasons in half Mm -hmm. and get rid of the fluff. Yeah, we don't need twenty two episodes, twenty three episodes of this stuff because you're just. You're just drawing it out for no real good reason. Yeah, and you're just adding in so much extra unnecessary drama yeah, that doesn't you know, need to be there. Ten to twelve episodes, cut your production costs in half. Yeah, cut your cut your salaries in half. Whatever. I don't you know. I don't know the economics. I'm just making bold statements that I know nothing about. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You know? But I, I'm, I'm catching up on my CW shows now, and yeah. I fin- I finished the Flash, and I absolutely hated the season. Inside. It was. Mind-bogglingly stupid. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I um, jumped off I'm that boat. on the verge of finishing Arrow, mm-hmm. 
which hasn't been great. It, it, I liked it. I liked the first half of the season when Ollie was in jail. I had a lot yeah. more fun with that than I did with him as like a deputized vigilante for the city. Yeah, that's that's a weird approach. But. Well, you know, I, I, I give the show credit for trying something different. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, I, I just think that show's just got long in the tooth. Yeah, that's the problem with Arrow, and it, you know, we've we talked about it on the show too. Arrow's coming back next season for ten final episodes, and that's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's it. And I'm still calling my shot that that Ollie's going to die in place of Barry for the for crisis. Something. Yeah. All right. Um, but I haven't. I've not, I have not finished Supergirl. I've not finished. Um, actually, I haven't even started Black Lightning season two yet, but I will. Have you been watching uh, Legends of Tomorrow? I. You know what? I'm halfway through an episode right now. After it came back from its little hiatus of what it takes mm-hmm. in the yeah, winter yeah. time. Yeah, so they're in like a they're in like a RV in the seventies oh, yeah, yeah. with like Richard Nixon. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I have a lot of fun with uh, with Legends of Tomorrow, so I'm not I'm not opposed to all the CW shows. I think some of the shows are written very well, and the characterizations are great. Uh, I like I like Legends A because it has Constantine on it now, and yeah, the show does not take itself seriously at all anymore. No, it's great. It's it's so self aware, and you're just like you know what. It's superheroes. Yeah. You kind of need to just have fun with it, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm still a little mad at that show uh, because they did such a poor job with with the Rip Hunter character, who's actually one of my favorites in the comics. He wasn't the best. They did a really terrible job with his characterization and his constantly like lying and manipulating people. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is not fun, Rip Hunter time master. No, <laughs> this is lame. And I'm I'm disappointed that they never introduced Booster Gold. So. <laughs> Missed opportunities, right? Yeah. So there's that. I mean, there's hopes for the future, but there is. Looks like rips out. So, but uh, is that Batwoman show launching in the fall? Is that what's going on? I think it's going to come with all the other shows. Okay. That was my understanding. I think um, you're right. I'm definitely going to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the Bat family. <laughs> you know, you have to give it just for that. But uh, I mean, it might just end up being another show that might not be for me, which is which is fine. You know, like. But let me ask you something. Let me let me kind of. Diverge here a little bit on, yeah. it, it, in an exploration of the CW shows. Yeah, you know, there's this weird rule that that CW and Warner Brothers has where mm-hmm. were, where Batman and Superman cannot be prominently featured on these shows. Yeah. Batman in particular is like persona non grata yeah, on TV, he is off limits for some reason. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent off limits. So they concoct a story where where Batman's just like missing, mm-hmm. and that's that's the only explanation they have. Uh, over on the Supergirl series. Which is actually set in a different universe than the rest of these shows are. Yeah. That, the Superman in that series uh, has decided to go live on uh, like some Kryptonian colony moon that they found a couple seasons ago so he can go have a baby with Lois, La- with Lois Lane. Okay. And he turns over the protection of Earth to Supergirl. Okay. I guess what I'm wondering is, like, why do they bother? Why do they bother having these characters in here at all? Yeah. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you can tell a great Batwoman story without having to reference a missing Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Kate Kane kind of does her own thing a lot in the comics, you mm-hmm. know, like even in her own run, it was very rarely was Batman even referenced. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do these stories without having to even reference the other characters. And I do feel like it's kind of superfluous just having them referenced offhand as, Oh, they're gone. They're missing. They're not here right now. It's like, I guess it's to, you know, answer the question that people might have oh where's this person in all of this yeah, yeah and that's what I wondered and I mean and maybe it's just the way my brain works but like yeah. when I'm watching the Supergirl series yeah. again like I said set in a different universe than the, than the rest of the CW shows are mm-hmm. yeah, 
when it gets to the big climactic season finale battles, yeah, and Superman's not there to help, I'm just like, why isn't Super? What, what is <laughs> Superman doing right now? Why can't he help his cousin out? I, yeah, and you know, I feel like that's kind of also a huge problem, even in comics too, though. Sometimes where you're just like, you have situations where like you know Batman is fighting somebody, and you're like. Well, he could just call up Superman and, you know, problem that, solved. That's you know? a fair point. I mean, it, I mean, other than the fact that we know Batman is just too stubborn to ever do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even in times uh, in one of the more recent series, the uh, I Am Gotham series uh, from the Rebirth, he was, like, about to die. And what I did like about that is that he made reference to trying to call Superman, but he couldn't make it for – like, he was – too far away. I, he, he was either off planet or who knows what. Yeah, like, I mean, there's always an excuse why the other heroes can't come to their aid. They, <laughs> they're extreme. wrapped up in their own things. I, in comics, I guess I've kind of accepted it because it's like, well, yeah, because I know this month Superman's fighting Cyborg or something. Which, <laughs> yeah, which kind of does lend, lend credence to that where you're just like, okay, well, if you're reading these other things, you know, oh, he's actually doing this other important thing. But now we have these situations where something really important is happening here that would require these heroes to be here. And they're not, but we don't have any other outlet to find out what they're doing in the meantime. Yeah. I don't know. It just was a thought. I, I, I guess I kind of just wondered, like, why, why, why bother having, you know, Kar zor be, you know, Kal-El's cousin? Because you don't really need Kal-El in the show. Yeah. And it just kind of makes you wonder sometimes why he's not available for an assistance every now and then. I mean, yeah, if, if they already have the freedom to have a, a universe where only certain superheroes exist. Mm-hmm. You would think they could just, you know, take more liberties with it yeah. and just not even bother with Superman or Batman. Or I something. mean, Supergirl has, has more or less co-opted <clears throat> Superman's rogues gallery for her, for the show anyways. Yeah. And uh, this season they brought in Lex Luthor. Yeah, which I didn't think they were going to do. I kind of thought that it was going to be another off-limits character. That I, I, I did as well because I, I figured, you know, uh, um, Superman and Lex Luthor is like peanut butter and jelly. It just yeah. kind of goes together, right? Yeah. And I mean, they had uh, Lex's sister mm-hmm. as kind of a villain character in the previous season, so... I, I didn't think they were going to go there, but sorry, just a weird wandering of my mind. I apologize yeah, for anybody. No. <laughs> we definitely got a little off topic there, but I, I just kind of wanted to pull on that thread a little bit and see what Roger was thinking. Yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of weird that they do it, but I kind of get it, but I feel like there's probably better ways to go about it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the big news. All right. We finally have a new Batman the for, new. for Matt Reeves, the Batman movie yes. that's coming out. Robert Pattinson, yeah, the sparkly vampire himself, <laughs> will be the new Batman, and the internet died. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many more times the internet can crack in half, because between yeah. like this and Game of Thrones and a bunch of other things that are all happening in pop culture, the, the, the internet is going to eat itself. Yeah. So everyone had a cow. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't stoked on the news, but when I saw other people's reactions, I actually... It made me feel like I was overreacting. I was like, Jesus, these people are taking it way too far. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, you know, I don't want to be part of that. I'm going to backpedal a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's insane. And who are these people who go on, like, change.org to start petitions for <laughs> Batman castings? Yeah, that's kind of like, I don't think that was the intention of change.org. I kind of think they were fighting for bigger things. I mean, how... It, 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 People's propensity for complaining is off the charts right now. Yeah, it's like everybody feels they're entitled to their opinion and they feel like it should matter, you know. And to an extent, you're yeah, you're entitled to the opinion, but nobody has to listen to it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like something, don't like it. Yeah. You want if you don't want to support Robert Pattinson as Batman, don't go to the fucking movie. Yeah. But we know you're going to the movie. Yeah. They know you're going to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. 
It's possible. I mean, how much did people lose it when you know Heath Ledger was announced as Joker? That that was the first comparison I thought of as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I was I was I don't want to say I was a doubter, but I was like really okay. Yeah, and, I, was, and even, I was in the same boat. And even when the first pictures of him surfaced mm-hmm. for the Dark Knight, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, yeah. They they weren't the best <laughs> initial pictures. You're like, uh, this is kind of cheesy. I don't know if I like this. Well, also at, at that time, I was very much in the mindset that like the, the, the Joker has a distinct look. Mm-hmm. And so they were when, they, when, they, when I saw that they were doing something different, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be just botched up. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Jack Nicholson, that's for sure. Yeah, it was not Jack Nicholson. So, I, you know, I was I was reluctant. But yeah. I, uh, you see the movie and you come around. Like, you get one over. Yeah, yeah I'm like, all right, I will take back every, every single one of my doubts. Yeah, and going going even further back, I mean, people, you know, there wasn't an internet, an internet at the time to, <laughs> to show people's outrage. But people weren't stoked when Michael Keaton was cast. Yeah. You know, and that's, that was like in you know the late 80s when, the, when, that, when that news broke that Mr. Mom himself was going to be Batman. <laughs> and, you know, comic book people in particular uh, were not stoked. Yeah. But I think he won pretty much everybody over. Yeah, at the time, he, I mean, we didn't have anything really to base it off of other than like what, Adam West? You know, that yeah, he had basically. been the only other Batman on screen mm-hmm. that people would have been familiar with. Yeah, so I... Like I said, I, 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 I didn't react favorably to the news myself, but when I saw other people's uh, cr- cries of, of havoc, I was, <laughs> I think I realized I was being a dum-dum. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I heard it, and I was just like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's, like I said, we're going to go see this movie. Yeah, regardless, you know, it's not like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch it anymore. You know, it's like, Okay, I'll give him a chance. I'll see how it goes. And I mean, if there's one thing we know this guy can do is brood. So <laughs> he's got that down. You know, it's funny. I was going, I went through, before you came over, I went through his uh, IMDb page. Because yeah. I was curious. I, I, I could not think of any movie I've, I've seen him in other than the first Twilight, yeah. which I hated. He and, was like in Twilight and Harry Potter, and that's all I knew him from. Yeah, but he has a, a really long list of movies he's been in. Yeah, uh, and I hear... But I have seen none of them. (laughs) Yeah, I hear some of them are actually really good, too. Yeah, and it was funny. There were a lot of articles that came out shortly after that casting news that said, hey, listen, watch this movie and be convinced of Robert Pattinson as as Batman. And, you know, I think that's a a totally fair direction to take things in. And I'm kind of glad to see that there is a bit of a defense ramping up for Mm -hmm. him from some of the pop culture websites like Collider and io9 and places like that. Yeah, and I think that's, that's important. I think... We we have so many knee jerk reactions that just you know go so far these days with everybody. It's not even knee jerk reactions anymore. I mean, it's a complete fucking body spasm. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, the way yeah. people react to things nowadays. It's you know I I, I kind of talked a little bit about it on the Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. and and it's this just constant need to react so violently and so yeah. toxic. Yeah. To things in, in, in movies and TV shows. It's like, yeah. man, what a, <laughs> there are so many bigger problems in the world. Why yeah. why is this what gets you angry? Yeah, like, I just go read a news article about sex trade. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's so <laughs> put your many energy bad towards things. something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of tough to say because there's just seems to be so much of that these days. And I feel like, you know, it's okay to not like something. No, know? definitely. It's, it's okay to have a difference of opinions, but people just don't know how to debate. They don't know how to like bring up a a point in a you know polite manner anymore. Everything's got to be 
this oh, sucks. It's, to it's the extreme. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's in my opinion is the fact. Yeah, it's like well, no, it's not. Yeah, it's no, your opinion. No, that's that's your opinion is not a, a fact. <laughs> look up opinion in the dictionary. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of tough, but I think the biggest thing that even like news outlets can and should do is provide these level-headed playing fields where it's like, you know what? There, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, divisiveness to this topic. Take a look at this, this, and this, and see if that changes your mind, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like news has become less of the point of where you should present these facts, and they, they're trying to present opinions in, in their articles, when it's like the news should be like, here's the facts, make your own opinion. You know? Right. So I, I think that's where we need to kind of step back and go there from, especially like in entertainment type stuff, pop culture stuff. This is supposed to be fun, guys. Yeah, this is our, <laughs> our getaway, our, our escape from the doldrums of reality is is to go yeah. to the movies and, and to to watch these characters that we that we love so much come exactly. to life in in, the, in, a, in a film. Yeah, and when you lose that, it's like, then what's the point? Anymore? Yeah, I, 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 the negativity is a is a dangerous road to go down because it's easy just to stay on it and just mm-hmm. keep bashing things. And you just become like that, that internet, internet troll that, uh, kind of hates everything. Yeah. You don't want to be a troll. No. <laughs> I mean, what, what brings you joy? Yeah. It's, I mean, can you not get joy from anything post 1996? I mean, <laughs> like what are, what are we talking about here? Yeah. It's, it's hard to say, but I don't know. Um, I don't want to try and get into the into the the mindscape of of of, of the internet troll because <laughs> I don't. I, a I don't know how to, and it it, yeah. it would be a, a it would be total amateur hour on my part because I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Yeah, very. Or true. a psychoanalyst or any of those things. Nope. Are you? No, no. Okay. We just do things for fun. I know you stayed at Holiday Inn once. <laughs> I did stay at Holiday Inn. <laughs> um. So yeah, just I guess my big bold statement about Robert Pattinson as Batman is like prove me wrong dude I want to be yeah. proved wrong yeah and I, I will be totally happy to be proved wrong Heath Ledger did it Michael Keaton did it yeah. though granted when Michael Keaton did it I really didn't know any different I just was yeah. like it's Michael Keaton as Batman Who that's so cool yeah right it's like okay <laughs> it's Mr. Mom yeah because I was 10 years old Mr. Mom's kicking ass <laughs> yeah. that's right he can't turn his head but he's kicking ass yeah full torso ass kicking <laughs> So yeah, before you guys want to go out there and, and be mad that the sparkly Twilight guy is Batman, uh, let's get let's give him a chance. Let's you know at the very least let's see a trailer. Yeah, which um, I'm assuming still is a year and a half away. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> we got so, some time. Yeah. Now coming hot off the heels of mm. this news, yes, was the announcement that the villains that Robert Pattinson's sparkly Batman will go up against, mm-hmm. the Penguin and Catwoman. Yeah, so it's Batman Returns all over again. It, it's Batman Returns all over again. <laughs> you know, and we don't know anything about Matt Reeves and his take on on Batman yet, so we don't know what kind of iteration of the characters we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's I think it's smart. Yeah, that he's picking villains that we haven't. Well, we did see Catwoman fairly recently, but yeah, it, it was definitely a different iteration than than we'd seen before. Yep, and. Penguin, we have not seen, like you said, since Batman Returns. Yeah, well, that character could use some uh, some new time. Yeah, I mean, I guess unless you're watching Gotham, which I don't think... Did you watch Gotham? No, that's another one I didn't really get into. Didn't really like the characterizations too much. That so show went off the rails quick. Yeah, it, it stopped being a, kind of a Batman show and more of a Batman-inspired show. So. Yeah, that's a good way to put that, I think. So... 
again, classic villains. Mm-hmm. You're going with with some of the the top tier characters from the Rogues Gallery. Yeah. What? Uh, who? What? What do you think they're going to do? Any thoughts on, on what what direction they're going to go in? Is 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 Catwoman a straight villain? Is she going to be a somewhat ally of Batman? Like, I wonder what take they're going to use with her. This is supposedly this is like a early Batman, like you yeah. know, kind of not necessarily the, the year one the the year one story, but early in Batman's yeah. career. Year two, so, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, oh, perhaps funny. his pursuit of Catwoman is a little bit more black and white than it is in the you know later on. Later on, where they're a little bit you know. Is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? No, she's Catwoman. Yeah. She's not a guy at all. Yeah, it would. I think it's going to be interesting to see how like an early Batman takes it because he's not going to be like the Ben Affleck Batman that was just weathered by years of doing this. You mm-hmm. know, like is basically tired of this shit. You know, <laughs> he's like he doesn't want to do this all the time. These guys are assholes. He's the Roger Murtaugh <laughs> Batman. He's like I'm too old for this shit. There you go. And you're just like okay, I, I get that take on it, but. That's not a fun Batman to see, you know, one that's like tired of doing everything. Oh God, are we gonna get a campy Batman again? Are we going back to <laughs> Batman sixty six? I don't think it's gonna go that far. Like but pals and zings across the screen. I, I think it's gonna be just along the lines of you know seeing how his moral compass is formed, how he defines his lines early on, because that's something you know Batman he's always had that does not kill rule, which you know. We don't have to talk about the times that in the movies. That no, no, no. Really... That's that's for another show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're we're gonna stick to the Batman of the moral compass that he does not cross that line, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he gets there, as opposed to you know maybe that the Batman Begins type approach where you kind of see a little bit of that. It will be interesting to see that early career. Just uh, maybe a little more established. I, I just I don't know how many parallels it's going to draw to like Batman Begins because that was essentially the same story, but you know he's obviously he wasn't as young as he's being portrayed here. So. I'm definitely curious about the tone of the film because that's true. You know, D, the DC Warner Brothers is if they're if they're lambasted for one thing mm-hmm. in all their films, it's the darkness, the dark tone. Yeah. Now, granted, I mean this is Batman. That's kind it's of Batman. his tone. But do you try to lighten it up a little bit? Do you try to make Batman a little bit more accessible in some way? I, and I don't, know I don't know if there's a good way to do that. I don't uh, know if we can go back with Batman. That's I'm kind not of sure. I, I wonder if Batman not is not necessarily stuck. Yeah. But I kind of wonder if maybe that's why they chose a younger Batman, like mm-hmm. a Batman who's not like the the road weary, beaten down. Mm-hmm. He's seen it all at least twice, and it's <laughs> it's left him kind of scarred. Yeah. You know, so maybe you get a Batman who's, I, I don't want to say playful, because obviously, obviously this is a character who's driven by the murder of his parents. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard if if they don't play him straight, because then he just becomes Dick Grayson, you know? It's right. like, you don't want to make him too quippy, because, you know, and like I said, he's more Dick. Uh, if, if he is too, like, you know asshole kind of character then he's more like jason todd and you just like you have all these other characters that are now established that you don't want him to be batman is very much batman for like you said the reasons that he lost his parents and he's driven by that one thing to make sure no one else has to go through that 
I, I, I put that question time. out to you. It, it was a trick question, just so you know. I, there's no way you can make Batman like a lighter character. No. It, no. It's, it's not going to play. Nope. <laughs> I, in my mind, I think what I kind of want to see is, is something like, and I think they try to do this a little bit, but I want to see what we saw in the, in the Arkham Asylum games. Mm-hmm. That Batman is so badass and dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite interpretations. Arkham City is still one of my favorite games of all time, so... That would be nice yeah. just to kind of see that like early progression onwards. And if, if it becomes a, a series, even better, you know, so. Yeah. And it's, it's Batman. I hope it works out. I hope. I, don't, I just want, I just, I, there isn't a world where Batman movies shouldn't be in the theater on a, mm-hmm. on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, being Batman comes with like a lot of responsibility, you know, and I remember reading a, an interview where George Clooney was actually talking to Ben Affleck and advising him against being Batman for that amount of, you know, pressure and stress and, you know, basically fan loyalty that you have to have with playing this character. And I think if there's one guy that's used to being shit on, <laughs> it's going to be him. You know, he, he didn't like his portrayal as Edward Cullen. Like, he didn't like the character, but he was kind of like... I'm in these movies. Yeah, that's you know. That. I signed a but, contract. You know, there's multiple interviews where I'm like, you know what? This guy's not that bad. He's not like a, a sparkly douchebag <laughs> like you imagine him. He's like, no, this guy's like very aware that this character is, he's playing a super one-dimensional super just shallow and you're just like okay he knows this he knows it's not great so this guy knows a good character when he sees one well and, and one thing also to consider that's in the, a, a, a big strike in his favor yeah is that coming off of Twilight movies you know yep. where he's basically like like a heartthrob for teenage girls across the country <laughs> yeah. he didn't lean into that no not he didn't at all. start doing like rom-coms and and, no. and and the kind of movies that were gonna play along that, that line he went and did and again, I haven't seen them, but mm-hmm. I've read up on them. They're they're movies that require actual acting. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I, I think he lost that heartthrob vibe <laughs> real quick after that. Yeah, and because I, I, I didn't know any teenage girls that were lined up to see some of these films. Oh yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it was very much just that one character. Oh, by the way, too, I think he was uh, cast recently in in uh, Chris, Christopher Nolan's new film. Oh, which one? I, it's the new one that I think he's just getting started. Uh, I think it's called Tenant. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it. all just coming to light. I thought about talking about it a little bit more, but I was like, well, we got plenty to talk about. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we can talk Chris Nolan some other time. Yeah, we'll, we'll do Chris Nolan night. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, again, I think that's something in his favor that uh, he seems to have the acting chops. And like you said, I think because of that, because he's been in serious films, uh, perhaps he's more prepared for that, that pressure, like you said. Like he's yeah. going to be able to, to, you know, the... Heavy is the head that wears the cowl, yeah. right? You know, but <laughs> I, I, perhaps he's got the head to shoulder at all. Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's played that Edward Cullen role and, you know, he's got God knows how much criticism for that role, you know, like, he, you know, he, he's self-aware of all of that. And I think that's important because I can't imagine, you know, a better person to be able to take on that burden of criticism than him because he's already gotten so much crap for that role, you know. Yeah, his his resume reads a bit like like uh, like Christian Bale's did when mm-hmm. he first got cast. Yeah, the only difference was that Chris, Chris Christian Bale had a few action movies mm-hmm. that were cult favorites in his in his credit yeah. that people were like, okay, this is why he should be Batman. Yeah. Now Pattinson doesn't have those, but clearly he can act. Christian Bale can act. Yeah, Christian Bale's a great actor, and I think Christian Bale 
is a great Batman. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Yeah. But if we get a guy who, who's cut from the same cloth as, as Bale, I think we're in good hands with with, a, with another another Batman born in the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm optimistic for it because, like I said, all these things kind of culminate in a guy who can handle the role mentally. Mm-hmm. I think. So I think that that's an important thing because people really got to get in the head of Bruce Wayne, you know, and once you're, once you're there, I think it's just a matter of making everything else kind of match that. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, we just only, we only have the rumors and speculations and the tiny tidbits that we know about this movie to, to go on. I choose to believe it's going to work <laughs> yeah. because I want, I want to, I want Batman to be successful. He yeah. should be successful. Yeah, there's just been so much not up to par Batman mm-hmm. recently that I'm mm-hmm. just like, I need a good Batman movie. <laughs> a good Batman movie. You really do. I was, you know, I was watching uh, recently. I, I I caught part of a Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and I know that movie's generally lambasted mm. by by fans. Yeah, I still really like it. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, it's just good Batman stuff. Yeah, I, I think uh, Dark Knight Rises' biggest problem is that it's not the Dark Knight. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 100%. it had to follow that movie. You know, I, I, you know what? We'll get into this another time. Uh, we, we'll have to do an episode dedicated to the, to the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to pitch you my theory mm-hmm. on that movie and what it actually was supposed to be. Oh. But I'm not going to do that now. That's going to be a tease. <laughs> I want to build up the demand from the four people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Hope you're excited too. Yeah, let me put, let me put you on the spot here a little bit. We're gonna yeah. wrap it up in in a sec. But uh, again, on the spot, any any kind of dream casting you would use for for bat for I'm sorry for for Catwoman or for the Penguin. Uh, Catwoman, that was kind of tough. I, I feel like it's got to be someone of a similar age. Uh, I don't know which which young actresses are are popular right now. You don't want to give Halle Berry another chance. <laughs> uh, she might be a just a little older than that. That could be sexy though. Wow. Well, definitely would be a certain type of cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you always got to think. Danny DeVito just did such a good ping. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting just characteristically. To, oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting to think about the possibilities with the, with the penguin because. You, 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 there's a, there's a lot of different iterations that you can go from. That's true. They could make them the Cockney Penguin, like you saw in the Arkham like games. Like you saw in the Arkham games, yeah. Or you can get one more, more in line with, um, kind of what you saw on the, on the Gotham series, which was like the crime boss on the rise kind of character iteration, mm-hmm. where it's just like, he kind of walked like a bird due to like some kind of uh, damage his leg had, and uh-huh. he had like the long pointy nose, yeah. as like a beak. But other than that, like that's where the similarities to an actual bird end. Yeah, yeah, and he's just a, he's just a fucking vicious bastard. Yeah, that, there's a lot of different takes they can do, and it's like, do they want to make it you know more realistic? See, and that's another thing we we don't really know much about what angle they're trying to go for. You know, are they trying to do more like gothic, surreal, you know, Tim Burton esque type stuff? Or are they trying to keep it grounded like the C- Christopher Nolan series? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say, and I think that really comes down to a lot of. Uh, how they're going to cast the characters too, you know, what type of characters fit a certain cut of the movie, you know, that type of mold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to pin down like, like what you would cast for these yeah. characters. I, I hope they do something cool though. I hope they do something kind of fun and different actually. Yeah. Cause, uh, 
I think you're in a good good place to do something different. You know what? You already have the internet in an uprage, <laughs> in an uproar, I should say, about yeah. Robert Pattinson. Fucking go for the gusto. <laughs> yeah, just make just, more crazy casting decisions that piss people off. <laughs> Get this, make this movie controversial as fuck. Yeah. Just go for it. Go for the throat. <laughs> you know, just cast the craziest person you can think of as a penguin. The craziest actress you can find as 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 you know. Like what's I would I would honestly sit down and be like, what's gonna make people the angriest? <laughs> because at this point, like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You, well, I mean, you can't win. How many more petitions can you create on Change.org? <laughs> Yeah, at this point, it doesn't really matter who they choose, you know? There's going to be complaints. I, I kind of hope they do something. I would actually be super stoked for um, either... Mm, correct me if I'm using the wrong terminology here, but like, <laughs> if you wanted to f- flip the ethnicity of the characters into something mm-hmm. different, if you wanted to gender swap the characters into something different, yeah. I'm in favor of all of this right now. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it could work, too. I mean... Um, I mean, obviously Catwoman would have to stay a woman, but <laughs> true. You got me on that one, but the penguin could be a female. I, it would be a weird take on it, but I don't think I would be opposed to it. I mean, the penguin's kind of just a moniker. If you think about it, like I said, I just want to do something that'll like just piss off the rest of the, of, get everyone else even more angry about this movie. Yeah. I mean, you could make Catwoman. I mean, we, we've seen, uh, I think there's obviously we've seen an African American Catwoman before, uh, maybe if we do a Latina Catwoman, you know, I think that would work too. That'd be fantastic. Um, I mean, I guess it's one of those weird things where you're like, you want to be inclusive, but you also don't want to make an ethnicity a burglar as a stereotype. So I suppose not, but it's it's kind of you, you tread a fine line. <laughs> it, it's it's definitely a fine line, and we don't know what kind of a characteristics are, that they're going to put on this Catwoman, what kind of yeah. origins they're going to give her. <laughs> Which I think will play a part in in whoever's cast, but yeah. I, I, like I said, go for the go for the throat. Yeah, just you know, just do it. People are going to complain either way. So no, they're already pissed off. Do what you want, <laughs> Matt Reeves. I know you're listening. Do what you want, baby. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're you got in. our tickets. Yeah, I'll give you my wallet right now. I'll send it over. <laughs> Take out my eighty five dollars, whatever it costs to go to the movies nowadays. <laughs> Holy shit, the movies are expensive. That's a whole separate podcast, though. Yep. Roger, what else have we got? Anything on the docket? Did we clear the books? Uh, we got a Deathstroke animated series that got announced. Ooh, that's right. You told me about that. It's on the CW Seed. Yeah, so it's going to be, all we have is the announcement. We literally don't have anything else but like an art image. But if, uh, I really like the, uh, the actor that played Deathstroke, Manu Bennett in, uh, in Arrow. So if he does the voice kind of like Matt Ryan does Constantine, I think that'll be cool. Um, he's got that gruff Australian voice. So <laughs> I was just going to ask, is he Australian or is New Zealand? I, I wasn't sure. I, I want to say he's Australian. He I might could be yeah. wrong. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, Swamp Thing got announced. Swamp Thing starts, I believe, on next Tuesday? Th- Monday? I think it's next. Uh, it's the 31st. Whatever the 31st is. Might be Friday. Checking calendar. It's not there for some reason. No, 31st, yeah. Friday. 31st. Friday. Oh, oh. Like Friday, Friday, huh? Uh, next Friday. Next Friday. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what date it is. <laughs> the semester is over for me. I'm not keeping track anymore. <laughs> we don't need that. I just know when to go to we'll go to work. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I think uh, Doom Patrol is wrapping up. I still got to catch that. Yeah, I think the finale's uh, being released this Friday. Okay. I think I saw an, an ad for it recently. Yeah. So maybe after they're all out, I'll finally get a chance to sit down and go through those. Uh, 
other than that, um, no, that's pretty much it, I guess. Any any parting words for the the kind people? Um, be excellent to each other. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do any better than that. <laughs> and uh, with that, we will sign off. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Get ready for more content. Things are happening. Special bonus episode dropping on Monday. If you hate Game of Thrones, that's the episode you want to listen to. Get ready on Monday. All right. Bye-bye. I drink, and I know things. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year!